With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to A Man's Journey Through Divorce, where we talk about real divorce challenges and share practical tools to help you move not only through divorce, but beyond. I'm your host, Steve Schlipner, owner of Utree, and I want to thank you once again for taking some time to listen in. Today we're going to talk about how you get over divorce. But before I dive in, I want you to head over to my website, www.utreecoaching.com. Take the divorce suckiness assessment. If you don't have time to take it now, take it later. But it's important to do because what it's going to do is going to, it's going to highlight for you how you might be losing different forms of prosperity, time, energy, money, and health. These are the four critical resources that you need in order to move on and rebuild your life. These are foundational blocks. Now, divorce will bring some level of cost to you through time, energy, money, and health. It will create an impact for you. However, with most of us, with many of us, we end up layering on avoidable costs as it relates to our time, energy, money, and health. In, in other words, the way we approach it starts to cost us more than it should. And this is why the divorce sucks. It's because deep down you know that you're losing time, energy, money, and health, and you're dropping into scarcity instead of prosperity. You're looking at your view of the world in a fear-based lens, and you're becoming defensive of all the threats that could take things that you think you own, but you don't really. That's what the assessment does. It starts to open up your awareness so that you can start to say, hey, yeah, this is right. I am adding on layers of avoidable cost that I should otherwise try to eliminate. If I can eliminate and drop those away by the approach I take, or the view that I apply to my divorce, then I'll be able to not have it suck so much. I'll be able to be more at peace with it. Also, while you're at my website, www.utreecoaching.com, be sure to look at the Patreon link. It contains a lot of valuable information there. There's different videos, and there's a whole 12 module series on divorce recovery that's based on much of the principles I talk about on this podcast. And the great thing about this and the most important thing is, is it provides you a platform for you to do some of this work yourself. You know, you can turn to a therapist, you could turn to an attorney or a friend, or even to this podcast 
hoping that somebody's going to give you the right answer. And I guess it's possible, but most of the time the right answers come from you, your own innate wisdom. So I believe that it's important for you to create the space for you to do some of this contemplation so you can see why you're not able to move forward in a healthy way. You can also read up on my website about prosperity coaching. If some of you are stuck in certain areas, I can certainly extend and offer to help you through that. Uh, prosperity coaching is the process of shifting from these trappings of scarcity, our thoughts around what we might be losing in terms of our time, energy, money, and health, to more of a overall prosperous approach so that we're rebuilding and recapturing those things that we're losing unnecessarily. So let's dive in. How is it that you get over divorce? Now, some of you may be listening to this episode as a new listener. You're coming in at episode 75, and some of what I'm going to share here with you might seem a little strange. I hope, I hope it seems curious, and you're motivated to go back and listen to the other episodes. But those of you who have listened all the, all the way through, you might make sense of what I'm speaking about today. Now, if you have a piece of paper handy, I want you to write this down. If not, I want you to just walk through the exercise with me in your mind. And when you get to a place where you have paper handy, then I want you to re-listen to the episode and jot down what I'm going to tell you to jot down. So the first thing that, that we can do is, is we need to look at a model. And I call it the 5F model. But I want you to, on your piece of paper, to draw a big circle on the paper. And in the sort of like a north, south, east, west fashion, I want you to write the 5Fs where the north is your fit your uh, finances the west is your family the south is your fitness or your overall well-being and the east is your fervor or your ability to be earnest with your emotions as they come up now so much of divorce is based on this internal external side this piece where where there's two divorces happening at once but the process of divorce the steps to go through a legal ending of a marriage is just going to focus on the family and finances it's not going to highlight your internal divorce even though your internal divorce is a big part of your overall divorce that internal divorce affects your fervor and it affects your overall well-being In the center of your circle that you just drew, I want you to draw another circle. And this one I want you to label faith. Now the faith circle is blue. 
it's blue when it gets lighter blue towards the center and then the middle is a dot of white light the outer ring the outer f's if you will finances family fitness and fervor are orange almost like a fire Now, once you have this circle written down, I want you to envision a hand coming on it and twisting it, spinning it, spinning it around and around. Almost as if it's like a kaleidoscope. Remember what a kaleidoscope is? A kaleidoscope is that thing that we looked at when we were little kids. We put it up to our eye like a telescope and we twist the lens and all these colors and shapes would appear. And that's what's happening with your divorce. Is all these elements happening on the fire ring, the outer ring, is brewing these levels of chaos and uncertainty, discomfort, these unresolved emotions. And all these things are appearing as a kaleidoscope. And a kaleidoscope is really an illusion that's happening based on little fragments of light hitting mirrors that are reflecting back on you. And the design changes endlessly. Now, each of us have a divorce kaleidoscope. It's the way we're viewing it. Now, I'm going to read to you a poem out of my book, Spirit Poems, and this is something you can find on Amazon. Uh, there's a link to it on my website. But I wrote a lot of these poems when I was trying to sit and understand my journey through divorce, what my life has come to and what it's really meant to teach me. And I might have read this poem before. It's one of my favorite poems. It's called Tiny Mirrors. Tiny mirrors. Images of my life appear on shattered glass. Tiny mirrors in my mind. Reflections of good times and painful memories. They float like a cyclone, showing their reflection and then go by. Only to follow the same course again. I try to form the shards into a picture of what my future holds. Yet the more I do, the faster they spin. When you think about your divorce and the twisting of the circle, these tiny mirrors are popping up and there's a lot of uncertainty, confusion, discomfort, worry, doubt, fear. They start to form on their shattered glass and create these images in our mind. And the, and the faster they spin, then what happens to that central faith-based circle is it gets smaller and smaller towards the center. And the outer rings are lifting up towards us. And we hope that we can just have an event that occurs that will form a picture and we can step into this new layer of certainty but 
the more you try to do that, then the faster those mirrors spin. And this is our construct of a divorce. This is what's happening here. We have this divorce kaleidoscope that's shifting. And if you think about it, I would say this kaleidoscope with me, I don't know about with you, but if I'm being truthful to myself, this kaleidoscope has been spinning different elements in different ways in my life well before the divorce. Right? All through my life, I have been trying to make sense of these things, trying to control what I can't. Sometimes I would drop into false perceptions and then react in lower self forms. And the divorce now is just another event in the series of events that's causing these things to spin. But the difference here, though, is this one has greater magnitude than the others. At least it did for me. Because there seems to be more on the line. There seems to be greater implications to my family and my kids, my financial future, my ability to care properly for them. There seems to be threats that are coming up that can steal these dreams and these visions I had for them. And there seems to be a lot of questions where I'm asking, why did this happen? What was it for? What was the purpose? And divorce is that, that event that's sort of like the culmination. One of my coaches used to say to me, you know, we live on a school called Earth. It's full of lessons. And the lessons will repeat themselves with greater magnitude until learned. And when I went through my divorce, that was the pretty much the, the penultimate magnitude that I was facing. And maybe many of you are too. Yeah, maybe there's some of you that just want to find the quick hits and the bits of information that will help you escape this debacle with as little skin in the game as possible and move on. Maybe that's your journey. But for others of you, maybe it's something greater, something deeper that is holding an answer that's going to help you in so much, so much of a fashion going forward. So they ask, you ask, uh, okay, well, how do I get over divorce? Well, the answer is, is to stop the spinning. Stop the spinning of the kaleidoscope. And how do we do that? Well, I'm going to read to you a series of questions. And these questions may be the questions that you want answered. Maybe they will provide an answer for you. And, and some of them might even spawn new questions for yourself as you go through this exercise. But what I would encourage you to do is apply these questions to those outer Fs, especially to the family and financial side, because that part seems to garnish 
so much attention. And it also seems to contain these definitions of our worth and our success and our accomplishments. The first question is, what am I afraid might happen? So what am I afraid that might happen with my family? What am I afraid that might happen with my finances? What am I afraid might happen to myself if I let go of the anger, for example, or the resentment, or the fear of being alone? It's the first question. Apply it to those Fs. The second question is, what is it that I wish would be different? Apply this one to each one. What is it that I wish would be different about my family? What is it that I wish would be different about my finances and my ability to have certainty in my future, for example? What is it that I wish would be different about this internal turmoil that I'm going on in my life or about the way that my body is reacting to the divorce? It's a very important question because it starts to show you where you're attached to outcomes. The third question is, is how is my view of this situation or this person, this element within this divorce or the overall divorce, how is my view propped up by past events that have already occurred or future worries that have yet to occur? How is my view propped up by past events that that have already occurred or future worries that have yet to occur. When you go through and you look at the divorce suckiness assessment, you'll see a lot of questions that pertain to this sort of dynamic. It's there. They're there to open up your awareness. The fourth question is, what's the thing I'm not letting go of? So when you look at your worries and your discomfort around your family or your ex or your finances and your future and your income or your emotions, what's the thing that I'm not letting go of? These answers will start to shift you into this awareness. Now, the, the, the answers that you get from these questions might be something that you, you wholeheartedly want to resist. There's no way that I'm going to go through that. There's no way I'm going to allow that to happen. I can't be that vulnerable. Welcome to the world of spinning kaleidoscopes with divorce. You want to move forward? You want to break the chains that have been holding you back? preventing you from stepping into who you really are and see what you're really made of instead of being attached to illusions and dreams that you thought defined you, then this is the level of work that you go through. 
it's what holds the answers. It's what helps you start to bring in elements of awareness that allow that outer ring of fire to stop spinning and showing itself on these little mirrored shards of glass that are popping into your mind and creating these bouts of rumination and worry and scarcity. As that kaleidoscope starts to slow down and you start to get the answers, then what happens? That blue light, that blue center that was once constrained just in the center of that circle starts to envelop the entire outer ring as well. The ring turns blue. But there's not an elimination of the orange fire. They're just encapsulated by blue. So there's little small circles around your finances, your family, your fitness, and your fervor on the outer ring that are still orange. And they're orange because there's always going to be things that pop up in your life that are going to test that fire and that chaos. But the key difference now is you faced one of the greatest challenges that you've been through and you found answers that have helped you overcome this great challenge and now you can apply those same techniques and that same wisdom to other aspects of your life as they unvelop in the future. And even though the lessons still are repeating themselves, they're repeating themselves with much, much lower magnitude and much less severe consequences. That's what, that's how you get through divorce. Now, there are principles of faith that stay the same all through this. And no matter what situation might mirror itself as these loose fragments, these principles of faith still stay. They still hold. Now, these are deep principles, and I'm going to summarize them in one sentence. Principles. They're just, they're just one sentence each. But they're deep. And if you think about what I'm going to say, you'll see that if you were to reach this and let go of the thing that's helping, keeping you from reaching this, that you will shift from chaos to peace. Now, it's a process. I'm certainly not going to speak these words and they're going to ingrain themselves in you and bink, you're done. No, it's part of the journey through divorce. When I say a man's journey through divorce, that's what I mean. It's my transcendence through my divorce and my journey, and you're going to have your own transcendence through yours on your journey. Some of you will stay divorced, and some of you will get back with your ex. It's your journey. There's no right or wrong. So the principle, the first principle is loving when you don't want to love. Loving a person or a situation when you don't want to love it. It's very convenient to try not to extend love out towards someone or something. 
But what does that get you? It doesn't do anything but bind you to the things that you resist. Now, each of you have your own ability to love and your own expression of love. We're not dancing in a field singing kumbaya to everybody. But your love is an extension of compassion from your heart to something else, knowing that there's parts of you that could also have reacted or may have reacted in a similar way in the past. And therefore, I forgive myself for that. The second principle is forgiving when you don't want to forgive. Now, divorce is bringing up a lot of pain and suffering. There's lots of things that happened in the past that seem to be causing you where, you know, the pain where you're at now. And you may say to yourself, I don't want to forgive that. Because if I forget of it, then I have to say that what occurred was okay and I condone it. But forgiveness is not condoning. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you need to allow a toxic element to continue in your life. What forgiveness means is that when you pull up an image of a person or a situation, you can look at that image of a person and situation and not have it develop this negative energy in your body. You just allow it to be and you extend out some sort of compassion to them, but you're releasing yourself so that that image of that person or situation is no longer binding me from going forward. For me, forgiveness has been a process of, first I, I set out to forgive my, my ex, then in doing that I found that there were so much similar situations between my ex and some of my, what my mom did that I hadn't forgiven my mom. So I was like, okay, I want to forgive my mom. And then what I ultimately realized is that <clears throat> I'm not able to forgive either one of them until I'm able to forgive myself because there's parts of me that were very similar to what was reenacted by my mom and my ex, those tiny mirrors that their journey in my life have shined on me. And the forgiveness was a threefold exercise. It started with me forgiving myself. The third principle is holding off judging when you want to judge. You see, everything that you're judging has occurred in the past. Let's say something happened last week that your ex did and you're talking to your parents or a friend or a colleague about it. And you're saying, I can't believe they did that. Can you believe they did that? They don't know how to co-parent. They don't know how to manage money. They don't know how to do this. They don't know how to do that. But when you're doing that, it's bringing that past event that's already occurred, caused you one layer of pain, and now you're re-energizing it yourself to cause you more pain. And it's instilling this story in your mind of 
who they are and what they're capable of and how it's going to be in the future. And that judgment is another tether that prevents you from stepping from chaos into peace. That judgment is a piece of that kaleidoscope that's spinning around. So if you want to stop that kaleidoscope from spinning, then the work is loving it when you don't want to, forgiving when you don't want to, and holding off judging when it's very convenient for you to do so. That's how you step into peace. That's how you step in from chaos to peace. That's how you start to know that all is well. And that's what the divorce is asking you to do. Well, pretty deep, pretty hard. But is it? Is it? I mean, the time it takes for each of us to go through these types of transitional stages of our life, you know, they depend they depend on our ability to be intentional about what it is that we want to achieve. Do you want to go through your divorce and be tethered back to a life that you were wasn't serving who you were fully to begin with? Do you want it to define you or even destroy you? Or do you want it to say, I'm going to move forward? And the way you move forward is really looking at what's causing things to spin in the first place. That is how you do it. That is how you start to reconcile. And what is reconciliation? Reconciliation is getting right with all the things that we cannot change so that we can make peace in our hearts. Now, I know there's some deep-seated vows and dreams that you had. And some of this is happening and you can't change it, but it, that, there's others of you who are initiating this and you want to change. It doesn't matter because there's still a progress, a process for you to reach a peace in your heart. That's still part of your journey through divorce. And the process is moving from some level of loss and pain or suffering onto the rest of your life. And there's a great deal of growth in suffering. I mean, you can look in nature in itself at some of the most extreme events of suffering that causes opportunity for new growth. You know, maybe it's just the whole process of birth, or maybe it's the gigantic wildfire that strips a mountain of everything, or maybe it's things that come up out of the ocean where you're flooded and you lose all the things that you thought you owned. And it brings in these levels of suffering. But when they're, when those levels come through and things are stripped, what's left 
is the realization that you still owned what you had all along and that you were only temporarily, temporarily living with the things that you thought you owned outside of yourself. And in that is this tremendous um, awareness that I found. Um, so the key is is to try to figure out how to make the divorce not spin, how to instead of instead of spinning it and hoping that you'll figure out how these shards of glass that are mirroring your life onto you will form a new picture of your future when you can understand what's holding you back from reaching a level of faith that's going to encapsulate all elements of your life. That's the key. That's where the answer is. So I want to thank you for listening today. If you need help, reach out to me through my website, www.utreecoaching.com. If you're a candidate for prosperity and coaching and that's something that works for you, I'd be glad to walk you through that. Maybe it's just getting access and a little bit of information about what's occurring on Patreon and tapping into that 12-module program with some workbooks and other things. I know I say workbooks as if it's work, but these are just things to guide you, to help you see your journey help you uncover it is what you need to uncover. So be sure to head over to my website for that. Thanks again for listening. And remember, no matter where you are, you're not alone. I think so many of us have our kaleidoscope spinning. We just need to figure out how to stop it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.